would you please ask Dr. Daniels, right, Cheryl in Michigan, the great state of Michigan, if she thinks 478 is too high for my cholesterol, should I do something to get that down? That's impressive. 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 It's a great number. I would not do anything to get that down. I would, uh, I would though, again, make sure you keep your water flowing because you can get some thickness there. But if your uh, cholesterol is 478, then there's a reason for it. And usually the reason for it is a processed food someplace else in your diet. So mm. let's say you're eating meats and you're eating smoked meats. Then switch to unsmoked meats. They don't have the additives and chemicals and stuff in them. So I would say uh, she definitely needs to be attentive to make sure she poops three times a day, make sure she's getting her water in, and examine her diet to eliminate any uh, processed chemicals. Hmm. So processed chemicals can raise it up there like that, huh? It's... Your body makes more cholesterol to protect it from those chemicals. Wow. Oh, I... So if you lower the cholesterol but don't lower the chemicals, you get sick, it's devastating. So the, her well, cholesterol is that number because it needs to be. So she can stop the reason for it by examining her diet and getting rid of, you know, maybe the organic cocoa puffs or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Any press. Oh, it's, man, I was trying to cut down on organic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul's in California. <clears throat> Does Dr. Hey, Dan Paul. Hi, Paul. Does Dr. know the mechanism of action on what is going on in my body or the head when I get an aura that distorts my vision and usually lasts about 30 minutes and then goes away at the start of a migraine? Wow. Exactly. So, the, what's, again, the, the reason for migraines, the universal reason for migraines, is not enough poop out and not enough water in. It's super simple. Now, the other question, though, is some people, maybe they have a lot of water in or they have poop out, they need to get rid of excess, uh, just call it crap, you know. So we can take some milk thistle and that'll get the liver to be more efficient about removing the chemicals in his system that are causing the headache. And over time, the headaches will just go away. The other... Um, thing he can do is as soon as he gets the aura, start drinking water. So as soon as he gets the aura, he's got 30 minutes before the headache comes, he says. So as soon as he, drink, as he gets the aura, he should drink about 12 ounces of water every five minutes. Wow. And he will see that the headache, uh, oh, right. in many cases, will follow. Yeah, it'll be gone. By the way, he says he's been getting migraines for over 60 years. Wow. Six zero. Six zero. Well, that's useful information. So, in the old days, the cure for migraine was a suppository and pooping three times, three or four times. Literally, they put a suppository up a person's butt, the person would poop, and the headache would go away. Huh. And so, just as I was entering medical school in the 70s, they're like, oh, no, that's terrible. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so, what he can do is he can just start pooping now. You know, maybe he can yeah. do enemas or something. Or take Vitality Capsules at VitalityCycles.com and start dumping that excess waste that has been sitting there for 60 years. Wow. Wow. 60 years. Can you imagine? Yeah. Here is Sonia. She has underarm odor under the right armpit. How can I get rid of this odor? And why would it be on the right side? Only on the right side. 
So the easiest, quickest way is just to get some lavender essential oil and just put it there. Lavender works, lemon works, whatever. Okay, so we got the symptom gum. We still got the problem. And the reason that it would be one-sided is because your circulation on that side uh, is poor. And the, uh, believe it or not, the turpentine takes care of that. So whenever you have symptoms that are like preferentially one side of your body, that means your immune system has said, okay, we're not up to snuff. We can't defend the whole territory. We're going to let that part slide. And so when you start taking turpentine, the turpentine gets in the mix and the uh, parasites with the toxins that, you know what, it's, it's time for us to go. Sorry, we, we got the wrong address here. Mm. And it will leave your body. So um, go to vitalisciples.com, get the Candida Cleaner Report. I would, I would recommend the uh, turpentine and definitely they give you hydration instructions to so follow those. And then just for the symptomatic, whatever, she can put the essential oil under there. Now, what I do is I mix uh, my essential oil with castor oil. And so the castor oil gives you an additional cleansing going on there. So the, the essential oil will cover the odor. That's nice. But the castor oil will actually clean out the whole, uh, the pores and everything there that aren't farmed. Bianca has 31 years her body, and she has had pressure in her forehead since having COVID in 20, January 2022. <clears throat> Not facts, but had a PCR test. I don't eat dairy or sugar, allergy test, uh, so allergy to dust mites. How can I get this head pressure gone? There's two things that happen with the uh, big C. One is your body produces uh, proteins that clog up the works, and that would explain head pressure. So what unclogs it very nicely is bitters. Again, quarter teaspoon and a cup of water, um, one to three times a day, and you can just keep taking it, and it'll uh, and build yourself up to one to three teaspoons. What she's going to notice is she's going to blow mucus out of her nose. It'll be comfortable to slide right out, out of her nose and spit it out of her mouth, and the pressure will go away. Um, the next thing she can do is what we've done now with that is we've gotten rid of the bad stuff. And she has to put in some good stuff. So the good stuff would be some type of collagen source. And she doesn't need to go heavy on it. She can go light. She can eat something like chicken feed or, or pig feed or pigtails or some kind of animal skin. And not much of it. I would say maybe a total dose of two pounds. So maybe four ounces over a period of a week or two. And I think that would just take care of it. Pretty cool. Um, D has pains in her knees. She's in Liverpool, UK. And this is just recently. And um, it's, it, hurts when I, it hurts when she bends down. And there's clicks. There's clicks in there, too. Clicks. Hmm. Clicky knees. Yeah, that's a collagen deficiency. But I found for the knees that pig ears really work great. Huh. And she's in England. UK, which is really nice because they have a nice dish called aspic, A-S-P-I-C, aspic. And she can make an aspic out of pig ears. And that way she can just take a slice of the aspic, which is pretty darn tasty, and bunch on that. Huh. You could probably find out online how to do that, right? Make your aspic. It's a jello kind of thing. Yeah, so with pig ears, it's super simple. You, you make a pot full of pig ears, definitely put vinegar in it, 
and your favorite. I, I use Italian spices. And then you have a um, bread pan. Line it with uh, cellophane and just lay the pig ears in the in the pan pull, until the pan's full and then press to get the air out. Pour as much uh, liquid over it as will fit. Fold it, put it in the fridge, and tomorrow you have an aspic loaf. You have an aspic. Good for you. Mm-hmm. As a child and teen, um, Holly was prescribed oral steroids and mm. immunotherapy for eczema. And this has caused mm. alopecia and, mm-hmm. and constant colds, body shakes, low energy, insomnia, itching, skin shedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We myself off all the steroid prescriptions with the hope it will help. What can Dr. Daniels advise to help? with these issues and eczema flare-ups. So she's getting off the, the, the meds. So the cause of asthma, eczema is thin skin. And what your body does, because it doesn't have enough resources in your diet to make skin, is it says, okay, we're going to just leave this uh, skin and not, not maintain it. And then you have these eczema things. Now, eczema is also caused by soap, hot water, and scratching. Soap, hot water, and scratching. So she has to swear off soap, no soap, no hot water. Um, even using a washcloth is a bit much friction. So what she would do, even though it is the UK, and sometimes it does get cold, is take a shower, use warm water, and just you know rub her skin uh, to get it clean. If she thinks some place is particularly odorous, again, use the castor oil and essential oil mix and take care of that. All right, so, let's, so, so we've got, so now she's not going to make it any worse. She's not using any soap. She's not scratching. She's not using hot water. So let's come in with the big guns and fix this. Probably the best bet would be a uh, cow foot soup. The cow foot soup has especially strong uh, collagen. So again, put your cow feet in the pot and fill it up only halfway with water and then pressure cooker for two hours. And what you're going to find is those parts that were not covered by water are going to sink down into the water and they'll get done too. So don't worry. And then once you get through with that, you now have uh, a pot full of coffee. And again, I recommend that you stir it into your favorite stew. Obviously, uh, maybe two parts stew and two parts cowfoot, something like that, whatever ratio you can tolerate. And what you'll find is that will be repaired. Excellent. That'll repair his, uh, mm. his situation. Um, this is Kay in Oregon. Can you ask Dr. Daniels if a UTI can be can cause problems for a pregnancy? Oh. Yes, it can. But a UTI is a symptom of the real problem. So when you have a UTI, the real problem again, and it's not like a broken record, don't it? It's not enough water and not enough poops. <laughs> so the problem, especially when you're pregnant, is you're already going to the bathroom all the time. So she needs to really um drink a lot more water so she's in the third trimester let's say she needs to be drinking at least a gallon of water a day that's a lot of water and the poop thing um, vitality uh, capsules are not okay during pregnancy but she can take prune juice you know just uh, pour up drink about a quarter day of prune juice whatever you have to mm. and what she's going to find is between the water and the prune juice uh the urinary tract infection will go away now what doctors are telling women who get prenatal care is, oh my God, we found bacteria in your urine. You have 
bacteria in your urine and no symptoms. Let's blast you with drugs to save your baby. And there's no evidence that that helps. So yeah, drink the water and poop and you'll feel better. It's Patrick Timpone along with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. She's on the fourth Monday of the month. And uh, her website is vitalitycycles.com where you get the candida cleaner thing, baby, and also her products, Mm -hmm. which is fun, cool. And uh, tomorrow we have uh, Dr. Hussey, and he's got some very interesting things to say about the heart. And then after that, we're going to talk about time. I'm getting some downloads on time that I think you'll find very interesting. So stop by if you have the time. Just kidding. Uh, Well, well, castor oil packs help with my joint pain, writes Dave. And how do I make a castor oil pack? So again, I don't recommend castor oil packs because I don't believe they're worth the time and the effort. So if what you have is joint pain, then I would recommend going to vitalitycycles.com downloading the free report and uh, Turpentine works wonderful. It not only fixes your joint pain, but it fixes many other things as well. Mm-hmm. No, I don't sell Turpentine, but the report is free. It tells you how to use it. So there. <laughs> but you should. Um, I've had herpes blisters since I was a kid off and on. And the other day I heard Dr. Daniels saying that herpes is not a virus Okay, what did I miss? Thanks for the show. Thanks. <laughs> what did I miss? Where, <laughs> where was I? What did I miss? <laughs> so what you miss is uh, collagen in your diet as a kid. So what happens is kids get chicken pox and herpes blisters uh, during their growth spurt in the, the three to seven-year-old uh, age range. And they grow faster than what their body can make collagen and they get these blisters. And so... Culturally, we make a big ceremony out of it, and we call it chicken pox. And so it's not contagious at all. And all the mothers want to get their kids around other chicken pox kids so they can catch chicken pox so they can get over it. doesn't work that way. No. You know, I was in a family of five kids, and everyone got chicken pox. I won't say it. Uh, I did not get chicken pox because I chewed my bones and sucked all the collagen off them. I, mean, I didn't realize at the time that that was the reason why. But I did not get chicken pox at all. My sister, on the other hand, who ate the meat part and didn't eat any of the collagen or chew any bones. She had has pox marks to this day all over her 70 year old face. Right. Wow. So exactly. So that's really what the chicken pox are. And so uh, the easy cure for his present day herpes, if he still has these skin symptoms is to uh, get bones, boil them up and um, suck all the stuff off them. So when I feel like I need one of those, uh, that experience, I get a bunch of um, beef bones, pressure cook them for two hours, put a little salt on them, make it taste good. And I just eat that um, rubbery collagen stuff. Now, if it's too rubbery for you, then just cook it a little more. Mm-hmm. Do you put vinegar in that? Does that help bring out the stuff in the bones? Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, we're trying to get the skin. We're not trying to get our bones built up. So I don't put okay. vinegar in that one. All right. I think we have another call here. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Um, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, I have a question uh, for Dr. Daniels about uh-huh. ALS. About ALS? ALS? Um, yeah. 
what would your recommendations be? Um, I uh, I was diagnosed a couple years ago with a slow version of ALS. Um, yeah. uh, I've, I've lost about 45 pounds of muscle. I was very, very athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the very short version of the story. And I've also recently um, been diagnosed with uh, two types of Lyme. Lyme disease. Okay. Let's see what you have to say. Yeah. Thanks for the short version. Good job. I also, Patrick, I sent you an email with more details for Dr. Daniels. Oh, I think that that's. I think that's. We got. We have plenty here. I think we're going to be good. We're going to be good. Yeah, we're going to be good. You hang in there. Thank you. All right. So there's a couple of concepts here. First of all, one clue is that he's very athletic, or was very athletic. So people who are very athletic, uh, and I can say this because I was very athletic. I did, you know, taekwondo, jujitsu, gymnastics. I was very super, super athletic. What happens when you're at a super athletic is your body uh, depletes itself to support your physical activity. And then you can have a collapse of your nervous system, which would be the ALS. Mm. So what you've got to do then is you've got to eat food to rebuild your body. So ALS, we know the nervous system is a bit shot, so let's cow brain for that. And then the Lyme is simply a massive connective tissue deficiency. You know, eat your ham hocks and stuff. Now, I'm telling you meat things to eat, but you do need to eat vegetables with these. The minimum dose of carbs is about a quarter cup of rice a day. Uh, you don't need to go over that. Um, and the muscle that he's lost, what I have found um, makes it easier to replace this muscle because the, the problem is you deplete the muscles so rapidly and so profoundly that it's almost difficult to replace it by eating meat. Mm. So I accidentally discovered lately that you can take meat, not very much like, um, first of all, well-cooked, well-cooked beef, um, and toss it in the blender with some connective tissue and water, a little bit of vinegar for flavor, blend it up. And when you eat that, it immediately is absorbed and you can feel uh, the energy. So what he's got to eat is some muscle that would be, you know, steak, maybe even hamburger would do. But the point is you have to overcook it. And some connective tissue with that, overcook it, put it in a blender, drink it. I find that it actually has a very pleasant taste and with a little bit of salt, you can just... uh, put it in some water, and drink it as a broth. So that's going to take care of your muscle situation and your Lyme situation. And the ALS, you're going to have to eat brain. Uh, There's lots of ways to eat brain. The classic recipe for brain is scrambled eggs and brain. But when you eat brain, uh, first of all, the maximum daily dose is about two ounces. And you've got to eat it with a lot of stuff. You've got to eat it with uh, some rice. Potatoes, I guess, would be okay, but what I do is with rice, with um, vegetable, and with a salad. So you need a raw vegetable, a cooked vegetable, and rice in addition to your brain, as well as about a pint to a quart of water. So the brain 
uh, tissue that you're eating is ultra, ultra high in um, molecules that repair your body. And you've got to eat a lot of cofactors in order for those molecules to work. Is, is there a, a, for whatever reason, a number two choice on the brain thing if not available or didn't want to be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't got the nerve of the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. I, I didn't want to say that. because What's number two? What's um, what's, well, hold on one second, caller. What's number two? So I've been doing a lot of investigating, and what I have found is pork neck bones. Pork neck bones. Are a very good number. Pork neck bones. Hmm. That has what's that got to do with it? Well, the neck is right about here next to the brain. So it turns out the spinal cord goes right through the pork neck bones, and they've not yet figured out how to efficiently remove that. And so eating pork neck bones that are seriously overcooked, and then, of course, you suck the bones to get everything out of them. Put a little salt in that water or whatever your favorite spice is, whether it's chili powder or Italian spice, whatever you like, uh, to flavor the whole situation. And you just eat the meat and suck it off the bones, and you're going to get some brain in there without the flavor. Hmm. Okay. All right, caller, you good? Um, yeah, one last question in regards to... Um, so I'm in San Diego, so getting we're close mm -hmm. to the border... So getting anything from a butcher is easy because cool. um, oh, we good. have a lot of Mexican markets. But exactly. question for you about turpentine. Um, mm -hmm. And should I, I started your Vitality Capsules. Now, mm -hmm. I heard you say this earlier today. I will have one massive um, bowel movement in the morning. Um and I don't mean girth, just volume. Um, is that equivalent to having two bowel movements, or do I have to have three independent bowel movements a day before I start the turpentine protocol, or should I just wait on the turpentine um, and try and get the ALS and Lyme under control? Okay, good questions. With I would not the food, wait the turpentine. So, what I would do, though, is, is I, I think that that morning bowel movement sounds like it can count as two bowel movements. But the next thing to do to make sure you're like totally on a good good side is make sure you're drinking water and your water intake is sufficient. So if you got the flow, that's great. Oh. Now make sure you're drinking the water so that when the turpentine comes on board and the parasites uh, want to escape, you've got the flow going. So the point is you need active flow. Active flow. All right, I yeah. I feel like... It's a different time in the morning right before your bowel movement. You know you're going to have an epic bowel movement, let's say, at 8 a.m. Take your turpentine at 7 a.m. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, well, brother, we're going to move on. Thank you. Good job. Um, thank you, guys. Godspeed. Okay. You're welcome. He's got his work cut out for him. That's good for him. Water. And yeah, well, we made it a little easier for him, so I think he'll do fine. Yeah. Where do people, like, in the middle of the country and... Wherever they are, get cow brains. Do you go online and try to find them? In this country? No, I mean just no. in the United States. Oh. <laughs> in the United States, uh, people tell me they can get them online and they do get them shipped. Yeah, probably. You can get anything online, right? Yeah. And so Double Jane. standard, huh? Yeah, Jane wants to know what are the benefits of eating cow brain? If I can, can't buy cow brain, are there any benefits of taking cow brain capsules? Right in line with what we were talking Good about. Good question. Yeah. Good question. 
benefits of cow brain are immense. It's uh, more rapid healing in general. Your intelligence increases, your memory increases, your sense of well-being stabilizes, and you're much happier. It's really an amazing, uplifting, improving experience. Um, and if you can't get cow brain, that was her question was, what else? Uh, cow brain capsules. Oh, no, 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 no. The problem <laughs> with cow brain capsules. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 that's a no. <laughs> that's a no. That would be no. So if you take cow brain capsules, you're going to feel some improvement, but it's not going to be nearly as dramatic. That's number one. Number two, if you take cow brain capsules, you're going to start getting a feeling of dysphoria and feeling terrible. It's going to be vague. Can't put your finger on it. Around six capsules when the therapeutic amount is really closer to 12 or 18 capsules. Wow. So with capsules, because they're dehydrated and super concentrated, your body is stressed by just trying to unpack that capsule. Mm-hmm. And so I don't recommend them. Okay. Are there any good exercises for someone with hip bursitis? And what's the benefits of using DMSO? Hip bursitis. The answer is yes. There's a lot of really good exercise for hip bursitis. Number one cause of hip bursitis is not using your hips. In other words, sitting too much. So I don't recommend DMSO because it really stinks and it's uh, logistically difficult to use. So you can just use turpentine instead. Just apply it topically and internally. Go to vitalitycycles.com and get the free report, Candida Cleaner. It'll tell you about that. So you've got the hip bursitis. You're putting the, the uh, turpentine on topically and taking it internally. Now what do you do? Well, you stand up, grab onto the wall, a chair, the couch, whatever, and start swinging that leg. And you want to swing it, um, you know, front to back, front mm-hmm. to back, front to back. Turn your toe outward so that your big toe, or so that your, your toes are facing upward. You have to rotate rotate your leg to get that hip bursitis joint out of the way. And then you can swing your leg from side to side. But if your toe is pointing forward and try and swing your leg from side to side, your bursitis will hit, will hurt very bad. So turn that toe out to the side, and then you can swing. Good job. So we have a, a, a wife and a husband. Sheila's 62. Husband just discharged mm-hmm. from the hospital with CHF. Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay? Could he do the, do the turpentine protocol? His thyroid completely stopped all organs, very inflamed. He's still recovering from that. So given the thyroid issues, um, can he do try the turpentine protocol? Absolutely. In fact, that would be absolutely perfect for his particular situation. Cool. And then she's 62, and she's been um, diagnosed with white brain matter disease, which causes a variety of symptoms, including cognitive issues slow the progression of the disease or address underlying condition. What is white brain matter disease? So your brain has white matter and gray matter, basically. What they're saying is, oh, we did some x-rays and we see a lot of white matter. Or they can say that they see, um, you know, protein accumulations in the brain, whatever. It doesn't matter what they say they saw. Uh, Eat brain. They'll fix it. Eat brain. So they see white matter and they actually say you have white matter disease? Well, they haven't got the marketers up to rename it. They'll have it renamed here in a few months, I'm sure. 
So amyloid plaques is was, was the old name, amyloid plaques. Oh, and so yeah. whenever they have a condition that's really scary, like amyloid plaques causing um, dementia, um, they have to rename it from time to time to get the impression medicine's affected and medicine cured it. And so now they're kind of in a transition period between the amyloid plaques, so that white matter disease, okay, and then they're going to wait for instruction as to what the uh, marketing name is that will instill the proper amount of anxiety and fear to create expenditures. <laughs> right. yeah. So do you think that much or all, or you use whatever term, uh, this Alzheimer's stuff in our culture is a brain? Eating the brain would be one of the big cures? 100% I, yeah. I, I've wow. always recommended brain support, and it has every single time it has worked. Wow. So, um, yeah. Well, if we could just get you on Oprah's show, the uh, Alzheimer's would just go away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> this would just go away. Does oh, she have Alzheimer's now? Is that the No, no. She's just got a kabillion people that watch her, so I thought that you could get the word out. You know, you know. Ain't going to happen, huh? I don't think her audience would be receptive to the message. You don't think so? <laughs> not that kind of crowd. <laughs> uh, not my kind of crowd. I understand. No, not that kind of crowd. They're uh, just not that open-minded. I see, yeah. I see. Linda has first diverticulitis attack last month, had bowel mm-hmm. issues last four years after taking lorazepam for about three months. Mm-hmm. How can I get some motility back in my intestines and get, get off these Miralax and stool softeners? So they got her going through all kinds of stuff for this, Yeah, you know, Okay, so let's just fix the intestines. Why don't we start with that? Yeah, yeah. It turns out that eating either pig intestines or cow intestines takes about mm, probably three servings will take care of it. Um, Let me take the liberty to recommend a cow small intestine. It is the most palatable, has a neutral flavor. Yes. And so um, she can just take maybe a pound of cow small intestine, rinse it off, chop it up, pressure cook it for about an hour at least. Then taste it. If it's still chewy, pressure cook it some more. And, okay, so now I've got your pressure cooked cow intestines and again, stir it into some chili or something. So um, you've pressure cooked a pound of it. You only need about a fourth of that as a serving. So take a fourth of that, stir it into your chili and do it every day for like uh, four days. And that'll fix it. Then you're done. Your diverticulitis, you're not going to have the pain or whatever. Yes. You're good. Hello there. My name is Alyssa. Hi, Melissa. Alyssa, this is Patrick and Jennifer. Um, yeah. I have two kids. After my second kid, it's not very comfortable to have bowel movements. Wow. My core feels weak and ab separation is still there. Ab separation. Uh, hmm. I drink a gallon yeah. of water, three bowel movements, but they're not easy. <laughs> you know, I, I was plant-based for three and a half years, but the last two months have been at it. Like some organ meats, pig ears, ham hocks. Thank you for all you do. Oh, she didn't say if she feels better with all the organs. Well, we don't know, but but basically she can do the same thing the other lady did. She can eat more of the intestines. And that's going to help heal the intestines down there. So the problem, of course, number one is, I I, I mean, it's easy to blame it on the doctor if they did a, um, if they sewed up the uh, area there, did a episiotomy, sewed it up then that can cause intestinal problems with the bowel movement because it's fashionable to literally cut into the intestines. Mm. 
of the legs just open her up literally literally so that well, even while that might have happened eating the uh, pig intestines will help with it and she's on the right track so i was vegan for 25 years that was a long time and so i got quite depleted i literally had to eat like a pound or more of meat every single day for uh really for months just to get on my feet mm. so that's really what she's going to do and she's on the right track with the bacon uh which is high cholesterol high fat and the high um collagen with the pig ears but it sounds like she could use little intestines there have a little intestines baby have them for breakfast oh wait also exercise helps so um you can download any video that talks about get your splits in a day and those are on youtube and do those exercises and that will stretch out that area and detox that area and also get more circulation to that area and help her clear it up better cool babe stay right there doc we'll be right back quick little break i think we're going to get to almost all the questions that's crazy never did it before but we'll do it if i shut up um and i will after i just tell you that we're doing a kind of a very special fundraising campaign meaning um that I'm asking you to send me some of your money. It's as simple as that. What are you going to do? It's not my most favorite thing to do, but I've got, a, I've got some pretty interesting uh, uh, credit card things that I've been using for six, uh, six months now, and they're all kind of maxed out, and they won't give me anymore. So we got to go, you know, we got to hit the mattresses, as we used to say in, in Sicily when you go, hit the mattresses. That's right. So that's what we're doing. Uh, so if you can help out, uh, with some bucks to send us, go on the front page of One Radio Network. Yeah, our sales have just kind of not been happy, and then we got hacked, and people aren't getting my emails, and it's just been one of those things. It's just been a, but we're doing great, you know, with your support, your love and support. So if you want to do that, that'd be cool. Just go to OneRadioNetwork.com and uh, click on the front page. You see the little ad here. If uh, you're on uh, watching this on BitChute uh, around the you know 24th or 25th, 26th, 27th of July in that range up until the 1st. Just click on the, the GoFunding link. You'll see it under there. Can you see it under there? Look under there. See it? Yeah, and then you can uh, send us some money, 20 bucks, whatever you want, 10 bucks, 5 I don't know, whatever you got. We do it Skype, whatever you can afford and feel comfortable with. We do uh, Stripe and also PayPal. So that's going on, and we could really use it because uh, things are tight here, baby. But um, what are you going to say? What are you, you going to do? From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Jen, I was just talking, I was thinking about just calling the, the White House and saying that I need their support. What do you think? You think that'll help? Everyone else has. Why not? Just get that's, in line. That's why I said that. Everybody else does. I might as well, too. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, let's go to the phone here again. Okay, good morning. Hi there. Hi there. Uh, Dr. Daniels, this is Aileen. Do you remember me? Nope. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Um, Aileen in Boston. I had uh, skin pain and then heat. Of my main issues. What do you have going on right now? I've a client of yours for a number of years. What do you have? What do you? What do you have going on right now? Um. 
So the heat is still my main issue. Um, I'll just give a little update and then ask a question. Um, so I did two castor oil flushes in the spring after no cleansing for a while. I had a fear of setbacks. Um, and then after my next period, I experienced an increase in skin pain. I switched to eating trotters, and the skin pain has improved somewhat, uh, but it's still an issue if I skip more than a day of eating pig feet. Hmm. Uh, I did two additional castor oil flushes after that, and after the last one in May, I have an increase in heat I'm experiencing. So I'm taking a, ba- a break from flushes. Um, the heat now, it feels like there's less of it than there was in the past, but whatever there is is hotter. Um, I'm having more fluctuations with it. So after, like, a good poop, I have a better day, and that didn't used to be the case. Um, I'm still feeling it. I feel it everywhere in my limbs, everywhere, but oh, it's the most... Eileen! I know Eileen. Okay. I, I didn't understand oh, the name. Connected. Just, okay. I, uh, uh, okay, why don't we, why don't we right, let Doc, because we're getting short here, and we want to get... Uh, what do you, All right, so the what answer you is, now? your castor oil flushes, make them less intense, however you can do that, either uh, a drop or two less of turpentine, or... Less volume, that would be the way to go. The so skin pain. Cup of castor oil, um, no turpentine, though. Um, oh, then, don't, then just lo- lessen the volume of castor oil. Lessen the volume of castor oil. I was going to ask about like any ideas to help pooping a little bit more every day without suffering additional heat. Uh, like, for example, exactly, I took. Exactly. So that's what I'm telling you. So reduce the castor oil a bit. That's going to reduce your collagen depletion. And increase your water a bit. So, you know, we don't know what a bit is, right? It could be a cup, could be a quart. But, but that's the combination to get things to kind of just slide through a little more easier so they don't take any connective tissue with them. I'm I didn't, like a- your, your reception is poor, so I didn't understand what you said about the pig's feet. Do they, does it bother um, you I'm, when you eat it? It, it helps her. Of- Every time she eats pig feet, it helps. And she can tell it's, when it's she's It's helping stuck. with the skin pain. Okay, I didn't understand that. I was thinking that you were saying it was making something worse. Okay, if the pig's feet is not making anything worse, eat more of it. The pigs, if I eat a lot of pig's feet, it gums up the works, and I ah, don't have a complete makes, bowel movement the next day, and I don't feel as good. So I'm just, is there, can, do you have any ideas about something I can do to help me poop a little more each day? Because I can't take castor oil each day. Um, I tried a Seneca recently, okay. for example, right. and I had yeah. a output and that was good but then i felt hotter afterwards for days i would take the gentle uh, approach which is massage your belly hmm. massage, okay. yes. massage, your, massage belly. your belly and that's going to give you a little more poop without uh depleting your connect your connective tissue as much because that's what the castor oil does huh? Exactly. Yeah. Castro's oh, pretty harsh. All right. Caller, do you understand? You got your marching orders? You got them? I will try the massage. Okay. okay. Thanks. Yeah, massage really works, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it does. And really the works. thing is, the downside is the downside to massage is it takes time. Yeah. It's not a bad da- downside, but, but um, you know, it's just it takes time, so sometimes you might not be able to get around to it, but... It really is very nice, and if if you don't get the results you want with massage, you know it just takes like another glass of water yeah. before or during yeah. the massage. Uh, Aaron has some low back pain. Do you got any exercises for that? So if Aaron has low back pain, 
uh, right, we'll take him at his word. We'll take his diagnosis and we'll take his presumption of exercise as the cure. We're just going to make it easy. Um, yeah, so you want to not stretch your back, but you want to do exercises. So lay on your side and pull your knees up to your chest and straighten them. Pull your knees up to your chest and straighten them. If you're doing even better than that, you can lay on your back and do it. But sometimes on the back, you have too much uh, weight on the back. When you lay on your back, too much weight on the back. So you can also do cat-cow. These are low-stress exercises that can help with the back. So what causes low back pain is too much sitting, and then the fascia in the back contracts. When we try and use your back by moving it, it doesn't have the flexibility. So when the fascia is larger, it can bend with your back as you use your back. But as it shrinks up, it becomes a cage for your back, and you try and use your back, and it's painful. So the cat-cow or knee-to-chest chest helps open up that fascia. The other thing is you can help with the pain by just putting Vicks Vapor up there or put some turpentine there. But the key is less uh, sitting. Less sitting. Uh, how can a woman figure out what three days she is ovulating? I don't want to get pregnant and don't want to use birth control. There's lots of different ways to, to gauge that, right? She's asking about the... Fertility um, cycle. Right. The, the timing method. Because you can't explain it in two minutes. Yeah, so it's a what I would recommend yeah. is, is to go online and um, look up how to do it. But I can just give you the basic. Yeah, broad you starts. have a cycle. You bleed. The first day you bleed is called day one. Count those days, blah, 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 blah. The last day of your cycle is the day before you bleed again. Okay. So that's going to be a number from the first to the last day of your cycle. That's a number. Take the last day of your cycle, subtract 14. And your fertility days are basically that day uh, plus or minus three days. That's because the sperm lives about three days. So not having sex on those three days of your three days of your cycle is not going to work because the sperm lasts three days. So you have, it's actually a, a five-day uh, period. That's the short way. The, th that's the kind of rough way. If you're serious, you don't want to get pregnant, you take your temperature every single day of your cycle, and you're going to see it spikes. That spike, the temperature spike day, that is the day you ovulated. And do it for two cycles and make sure the spike happens on the same day. If it happens on the same day, you're very lucky. You can have sex uh, two days after or up to three days before. So it's a five-day window. You cannot have sex. And that's the, the short answer. <clears throat> Technology has progressed. You can now actually check. You can do a urine test. You can buy these urine well, ovulation tests. They tell you when you have it. Super cheap, super cheap. And so um, do an ovulation test. Um, so you, you got your cycle, you subtracted 14 days, whatever that day is, start checking for ovulation three days before, and you'll see exactly when your ovulation day is. And then you can mark it. That day, if the sperm and the egg meet, you're out of luck, right? So if you 
if a sperm shows up three days earlier, it's going to wait for three days and they'll meet. That egg hangs around 24 hours. So if that egg is there 24 hours, if a sperm is there 24 hours later, you're out of luck. So uh, the ovulation day plus a day or two, no sex. Ovulation day minus three days, no sex. So it's really five days of the cycle that you should not have sex just to be safe. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, Kevin wants to know an alternative for gabapentin. I've been using gabapentin. It, I've been so using gabapentin it for pain. is basically the pain, yeah. yeah. So gabapentin basically is is pretty much useless. So all it's good for is is killing you. People die in your sleep all the time with it, and it's never attributed to gabapentin. Um, the medical industrial complex just did a study showing that they released it. So it's pretty dangerous. So dying in your sleep, it's not a tenfold increase. It's ridiculous. And young people, too. So that's Geba Penin's uh, problem. The other problem is it's addictive. So I don't know if it's hooked or not. I have no idea. But let's just get rid of the pain. And then once he gets rid of the pain, or as he gets rid of the pain, he can cut back the Geba Penin so he has the amount of pain that, that he can tolerate. All right. So pain relief is a, seri- is, is a, is a simple uh, situation, right? So he can, again, he can put castor oil on his whole body, waist down for three days, then head to toe. Many people find that hang on. That's it, hang on. Or he probably has personal habits. That would be uh, cigarettes, alcohol, wheat, sugar. Get rid of all of those things. I have people on heavy-duty narcotics. They change their diet to that degree, bam, hang on. Don't even need the narcotics. Wow. It's shocking. So he should do those things, and of course, always poop three times a day. So that's pretty simple, and that should get rid of his pain very nicely. And then he can just taper off again. Yeah. Uh, the lady that was on before, Bianca, uh, she wants to know about the bitters. She says she has Swedish bitters, and I can do those every day? Uh, those are not my favorite. So okay. she can do Angostura bitters or Campari bitters. Campari, yeah. A um, couple other people wanting to find brains i couldn't find them on amazon yeah probably <laughs> probably yeah they come and go so you have to, you have to go on the uh maybe the dark web i don't know but the world wide web <laughs> and there are people from time to time who ship them but your best bet is to go to your local organic market you'll see the guy selling organic grass-fed beef and you'll say hey, where's the brain where's the brain maybe where's the rest of it the rest of it and then he will probably cringe and tell you he doesn't want to get in trouble with the government but here's someone else who sells it and doesn't care. So that's the best way to find it. If you really wanted the brain doc and um, you couldn't get like a grass-fed, you know, really clean cow, would you still eat it? I do. I do. do. So I have to pay a heavy bribe to get my brain. (laughs) And uh, this guy shares his bribe with that guy who shares his bribe with that guy who goes to the back door of the abattoir (laughs) and gets a bag full of brains and I get them, they're still warm. Yeah. So... I don't know where they came from, but I can tell by looking at them that they're brain. Yeah. So it's pretty sketchy. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you just give it to God. Huh? Let's see. Uh, good, yes. Good, good, after, good morning. <laughs> Who's this? Hello. Hey, good morning. Hey, you guys. It's Tammy. How are you doing? We're good. Go ahead. You're Hi, on the, we're Hi, Tammy. Bye. What's going hey, on? Dr. Okay, we're real short on time, uh, sweetie, so you got to go for it. Just go okay, for it. let me go for it. Go for um, it. Dr. Daniels, um, 
you said to me once you thought there was damage, but you didn't think it was permanent. With concerning, like with my heart stuff. Do you think that's still the case? Do you always believe in that, even if there's? And do you believe in heart failure with preserved ejection fraction rate? Ooh. No, that's utter nonsense. Um, heart failure, by definition, is the ejection fractions reduced. Utter nonsense. Well, yeah. So, by definition, heart failure means however much blood comes to the heart, the amount that leaves is less. So, what they're saying is you have heart failure without heart failure. They had done a Every study I was reading on. A really long study where they they found uh, it doesn't matter. In the heart it doesn't matter. With I'm trying to explain to you, it's like saying I'm pregnant and there's no baby. Okay, well I got a Fitbit right, and I because a lot two weeks ago I needed to calculate, quantify somehow how many steps am I doing? I'm moving, moving, but not knowing you know how do you gauge to improve? I found that I was able to do five thousand steps a day. The other day I did seven thousand five hundred steps a day. Um, but what's happening at night is I'm ta- it's taking a couple hours to fall asleep because I'm getting such tightness in my chest. I can't tell if it's my lungs or my heart. And my legs do swell um, at, t- at the end of the day. And so I'm looking at all these signs. It's very difficult to breathe to the point where I had to relax and not panic because it was tight. And I tried multiple different tactics that you've, you know, and that you've, you recommend and things. Eventually, after you know, late... All right, sweet. Just There's no heart failure. It's not chest tightness. Is not a symptom of heart failure. So Wait. heart failure, you feel like you're drowning. It's a drowning feeling. Mm. That's it. It's a drowning feeling. There's nothing else to it. And if you can walk five thousand steps, you don't have heart failure. See? Heart failure will not allow you to walk even three hundred steps a day. So we can dispense with the heart failure diagnosis. Chest well, Dr. Daniels, I read they also were calling that congestive. What's the difference then in congestive heart failure versus heart failure? Because I read in there they're saying that there is a difference in heart failure versus congestive, and there are different no. stages and the no. shortness of breath. Heart failure is heart okay. failure is heart failure. There's stages of heart failure, but it's heart failure. So again, the question is what's the cause of the chest tightness? That's the question. And what I'm trying to explain to you is a lot of things cause uh, shortness of breath, asthma causes shortness of breath, um, Mm -hmm. constricted, um, broken ribs cause shortness of breath. A lot of things cause shortness of breath. But congestive heart failure is unique in that it has severe fatigue and you cannot exercise. You just can't. It stops you in your tracks. Heart failure does not show up at night. It's 24-7. And so you would encounter the problem on step number, also we'll get, count the problem on step number 50, but let's give you 300 steps. So if you can tell me you can walk 5,000 steps a day, I can tell you, you got problems, but it's not your heart. Question is, what's the problem? I'm just telling you, we've eliminated heart failure as the problem. Does that understand? Okay. Do you understand that? Yeah. If I have, okay, but when I start moving, even in the early day, I push hard. I start getting the tightness, shortness of breath, and times where I'm going to collapse like right there on my steps and I have to, I just keep pushing I either eat more energy food or I Again, rest for a few heart failure it's not tightness shortened breath it's drowning literally the fluid the blood is drowning you it's backing up into the lungs because the heart is failing so if it's if it's not a drowning feeling it's not heart failure it's something else so let's look at the something else options so the something okay. else options with 
the uh, tightness and shortness of breath would be a circulation problem. So before you get started, maybe have uh, a couple of glasses of lukewarm water or something. And then maybe have some tea with some lavender to help uh, relax uh, the muscles and get things flowing. Also, maybe get a slower start. Maybe do a little warm-up, like um, some stretches while you're lying on the floor or something. So I would say get a lower start or a lower ramp-up into your uh, physical activity. But the level of physical activity, 5,000 steps, that's pretty outstanding. I don't do that all at once. It's, a, it's just that my Fitbit stays on my wrist all throughout the day, and it's my intermittent walking throughout the day. It's not at even close to uh, let's get started, you know, walking workout. It's just what I do around the house, going in and out, looking outside. It's not a workout walk, at, walk if that makes sense. It's not all at once. It, it I, makes sense, so, but still, 5,000 steps is, is okay? 5,000 steps. Yeah. So yeah. people with congestive heart failure cannot get around the house doing their housework. You wouldn't be able to do it. Okay, Tammy, we've got to move. Thank you. Hope this helps you take care of yourself, okay? Thank you. All right. Um, uh, I would like to know the causes of ulcerative colitis. <laughs> ulcerative colitis. We've done this one already today one time, right? Well, you know, they said diverticulitis, which is a little oh. bit different from ulcerative colitis. Um, ulcerative colitis usually is a little more serious and affects more of the colon. So ulcerative colitis, that means the doctor put a tube up there, took a look, and actually found sores or breaks in the uh, colon. And this person is having some pain, maybe some alternating constipation and diarrhea, and they're pretty darn uncomfortable. It's just, and they're probably just afraid to eat really anything. Because, you know, it's got to come out by golly, that hurts. So I would definitely recommend the uh, cow intestine. Small intestine might work, but the big intestine would be better. Um, problem with the big intestine, even though it is my favorite, I actually think it tastes better. It's really hard to get. I mean, really hard to get. I, I don't know why a butcher will not cut that for me, but it's, I mean, even with bribes, I have no idea what's going on. But uh, that eating that would solve the problem problem that's a short answer now what's the cause the cause is drugs any drugs like antibiotics uh, pain medicines um, any prescription or over-the-counter drugs that he's taking that would cause also and tap water cause those hmm. so those are major causes so if he could eliminate those things from his diet and then eat some uh cow cow uh intestine that would be good hmm. now he could eat pork intestine but his wife would leave him once you start cooking that <laughs> nope, stick up yeah. the house, she's like, not going to work. Okay. I put it in the pot to get cooking, and Gary says, no, 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 out the house, no. I had to build a fire in the backyard to cook it. Right. So if you get cow intestine, it does not stink, and you, you can cook it. Okay, final question. A little, little. Uh, let's see. How does one get rid of a bloated stomach? Uh, well, let's see. Okay, bloated stomach, and then there's, we have a second question. Let's do that. Bloated stomach. Bloated stomach is super simple. So you can just chew on fennel seed, chew on fennel seed, and that's going to help. And as you chew on the fennel seed, you'll start burping and passing gas. Okay. That's the simplest way. That's simple. A little more challenging way, of course, is to get more exercise. And exercise your legs. So do, you know, high kicks, lunges. Again, you're going to pass gas, fart. Her husband had surgery. He has normal pressure, um, hydro. Cephalus, 
I just that was. Yeah. They put a shunt in his brain that's draining, I don't know, that's draining down into his abdomen to drain off the mm-hmm. extra fluid in the brain, hoping that it'll feel right. better, happier. Well, it's not working. I heard you earlier talk right. about liver, liver, liver for chronic pain, and which we both have. I asked about the liver because he went to a nuca chiropractic, and my spine and each of my neck is going forward instead of backwards. Any thoughts and that you have? So. Okay. So uh, liver is not the same for chronic pain. That would be connective tissue. So that would be your uh, beef tendon, your, your, your pig ear, you know, that's the chronic pain stuff. So, you know, right church front pew, I guess. What about, so, this, what about this fluid going down to his abdomen from his brain? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now she says it didn't help. So that means he still has the misery he had before they put the thing in. That's what it sounds like. This takes balls. We're telling him to take it out. <laughs> take it out. I want it out. Taking it out is not a big deal. When I say it's not a big deal, I mean um, all I have to do is uh, numb, numb this, numb that, and yank. Now, so what does he do once they take it out? Or even before they take it out? So before you take it out, he can start doing the Tibetan exercises called five Tibetan exercises. Mm-hmm. Exercise number five is the pay dirt. So exercise number five uh, stimulates the circulation of the cerebral spinal fluid. And what that will do for him is literally flush his brain uh, out. Mm. Now, you cannot go to exercise five. I've tried that. You have to do one, two, three, and four. Now, before. Now, exercise five is very difficult to do. So very exercise one it's very easy so start with one i would start with one rep of each so do one rep of each and if you can get all the way to five that's good and then do two reps of each and so on so just increase by one rep every day just do what you're comfortable with and what will happen is it'll stimulate the cerebral spinal fluid and rinse out and wash out the brain now i don't understand what his problem was that he got the shunt placed for. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she said why why that all came right, about. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So I'm just saying I can't no. really be very any more specific. That's all I'm saying. No, I think you did just fine. Well, here we are. We went through a lot of a lot of questions. Good job. Yeah, really great uh, great information. And you know, there is this old joke about there was this fellow that was reading a lot how how dangerous smoking was for him. So he he gave up reading. So you might. Yes, exactly. <laughs> might. Uh, now, I, I just wanted to say that everything I've said today, of course, is not medical advice. I'm not a licensed doctor. So uh, definitely at your own risk, use your own judgment. Yeah, no promises, no warranties. <laughs> Education, entertainment only. <laughs> no guarantees. That's funny. I certainly have not been censored or reviewed by any organization. <laughs> no. No. Keep hanging around with me, baby. No, I'm just kidding. All right, Doc. Thanks. We love you. You good job. You look great. And we'll see you Thank next. You. We'll see you next month. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. She's great, huh? She is a piece of work. Okay, we're going to take a little break here, and we will see you tomorrow. So, for the questions about the heart, we have a a heart doctor kind of guy. Really interesting ideas on the heart. So we will talk with the doctor Hussey tomorrow. So that'll be fun, right? That'll be fun. And that'll be at 10 o'clock. And then around, whenever we're done with Dr. Hussey, 
I've been downloading some really good information on um, on um, on um, on um, on um, on uh, 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 time and how this and more and more and more how this time thing works and and you know and it's really going to be fun for you because uh, if you get this one uh, a lot a lot of things change here because if you once you understand or you really see clearly how time is an illusion, uh, it's really a game changer. So I'll help you try to uh, figure that one out, understand it more, more better. Thanks to Dr. Daniels. Appreciate uh, you and our little campaign we got going on. Um, be great. If you want to do that, you can just um, go on our website. We have a fundraiser, all kinds of reasons why we need it. Uh, we, I think we have an explanation. I won't go through them now. But well, we could really use some bucks if you got 10, 20, 30 bucks. Whatever you want to do, you can do it through PayPal or um, donate through Stripe. It's uh, the Stripe thing. If you're watching this video on BitChute, uh, please look at the link underneath the video and it'll take you right to the fundraiser page. It's very secure and um, you can just donate whatever you want and, and really help us out. Yeah, it's really gotten got pretty interesting. I'll just, I'll just use that term. I don't want to get traumatic, but yeah, we could really need some bucks. And I'm all, you know, I'm strung out on my my credit cards. We got three or four that I just used over the past six months while our sales model that works for 15 years, right? 15 years, this one model has worked, and now it is not because many reasons. I don't know why. Well, we got hacked, and then the inflation, and then all kinds of stuff. Okay, kids, we will see you tomorrow. We're going to talk about your heart. Thanks for your support. If there's anything I can do to help you, anything at all, I'm here for you. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.